Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasolo. Sitting next to me, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. A konnichiwa, Carl. Oh, welcome back from Japan. Thank you very much. You've been away for, what, three weeks? Mm, two and a bit, yeah. Two and a bit? I felt like uh, Needlessly pedantic of me, but yeah. yes. Yeah. How was it? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Mm. I, uh, yeah, just saw a heap of cool shit. I didn't end up doing the monk stuff, the meditating that you, you were didn't... fixated on. Oh, you didn't go to meditate? No. You must be so stressed out. Oh, how man. Tell you what, I need a holiday after that holiday. I'm I'll, bloody right. I'll rub your shoulders after you play Mario Kart <laughs> after the podcast. <laughs> I have to, I, I have a, a, a bit of a disappointing uh, thing to point out as well. I was not able to bring back any uh, delicious oh, Kit Kat snacks. I you're know. Kidding. I had the most limited luggage allowance and I'd fit You had the most limited pocket money allowance from your mum. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is a new land speed record. Good one, mate. <laughs> Yeah, this is way better than that waffling up at the top of the podcast that we sometimes do. Yeah. I'm glad this is all on camera. So. Let's get into it. Okay, let's get into it. Two fantastic guests today. First of all, uh, I think maybe the only guest to ever have broken a bone during one of our live shows. Please welcome oh. back into the Little Dum Dum Club, Harley Breen. Yeah. Yay. I think it's a bit much you're claiming during, but oh. definitely a product of. Oh, okay. Because yeah. of. Yeah. Because of. Butterflies, we, wings yeah. kind of stuff. We were responsible for. It was, yes. I'll could blame you, you. Could you sue Little Dum Dum Club? Oh. <gasps> yeah. Oh, because I'd just really be in the coin then, wouldn't I? <laughs> Like a, a shit-fitting shirt and not a Kit Kat. Great. <laughs> and Tommy's allowance. Yeah. Yeah. Go directly to Japan. Actually, Tommy's allowance. Like I would be in the money. They sent him to Japan. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> which was which was a great point. Uh, we caught up the other uh, on the weekend just after yes. Tommy had got back, and yep. you and a great line of you saying to Tommy was, uh, "Have you rung your mum and dad? Have you rung your mum yet to tell her how her holiday went?" <laughs> <laughs> And I wasn't even part of the conversation. I was outside on a balcony. I could see Tommy ripping into someone. I went, oh, I'm going to put him back in his boots. <laughs> it was a great Saturday night with mates. Uh, also joining us, you know her from uh, ABC Radio. First time on the podcast. Please welcome into the Little Dum Dum Club, George McEngrove. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jed. took a while. It does, you know. It's yeah, I know. Oh, you mean to like get you on the podcast to, or, or to, to finally be you? invited onto the podcast? Well, you know what? Most of the people we invite... How many guys have to fuck to get on this show? <laughs> <laughs> Most of the people we invite, we just presume, have got nothing to do. So uh, we, we presume nice. you've got... That's why I do it heaps, George. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And you do it so well. Yes, I am a little bit busy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you found, found time finally. Oh, no, us. I'm very glad to be here. Yeah. As soon as there's TV cameras <laughs> here, you, you found time. So that's good. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, chasing that big Channel 31 audience. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yep. They got really going to change things for you, George. I can see it turning around already. Yeah. yeah. This is nearly officially TV. I know, I love <laughs> it. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Um, so, Tommy, let's get back to the Japan trip. Mm. Um, could, because we've done a bunch of podcasts uh, uh, in advance before you went to Japan. So, yes. everything you've Seamless heard. Seamless transition while I was away. Yeah. The audience wouldn't have even noticed. Yeah. So, how? what's the highlights of Japan? Highlights were, I mean, I just love like all the kind of culture and stuff that they're into. So that sort of side of it for me was a bit of a paradise. But one and by thing culture, we're not talking. <laughs> you mean KFC, McDonald's? Yeah, yeah. We're not talking like Kabuki <laughs> or we're not talking <laughs> anything like that. We're talking Mario Brothers, yeah? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right, also, right. do you know what Kabuki is or is that just one Japanese word that you happen to know? Yeah, I know what Kabuki is. Okay. It's, it's when uh, uh, they dress up in like. A man and a woman. It's like the Japanese birds and bees. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, it's when they dress up in uh, uh, like big white face paint and uh, that's a form of dance, I believe, isn't it's it? It's theatre. Mm-hmm. Theatre. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's shithouse. No one watches it, but right. yeah. Yeah. Well missed. Well so touched. in conclusion, good <laughs> reference. Good. <laughs> um, one thing that I – this happened to me on the first day there. One thing that they're big into, which we uh, in the Western world have not seemed to have gotten onto yet, is the uh, – because you've been, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Have either of you two been? Never. I'd no. love to go. So – I'm Did from a lower class family, so we can't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm from a higher class family. We just went to Europe. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you experience the little the little hose in the toilet bowl when you went? Oh, that's that's no way to refer to people. Oh, Excuse yeah. me. It's not okay. Um, sex worker, I believe, is what you're um, exactly. talking about. <laughs> there was a little hose in the toilet bowl when he went to the toilet. Oh, so. oh got me. 
What's Japanese Tommy forgot Tesla's him? <laughs> oh, someone sent me that. Someone sent me the actual Japanese forgot him. Which, oh, right. uh, but uh. yeah. Anyway, um, no. The, so they have this thing like uh, like built into the toilets. There's like a little uh, little panel on the side of the toilet, and you, there's a little diagram, and you push a button, and a little hose kind of gives you a little oh, yeah. little little bidet. Yeah. Comes and little spray out. Cleans your coit. Mm. Mm. That's and good. I got to tell you. Yeah, all right, is, we all, no, I just Japanese, I just so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just gets rid of your ass gravy. That's oh, the, oh, yeah, oh, that's George is very oh, at home right. with dumb dumb. Now I know why we haven't had George <laughs> on before. So your bum acid is essentially <laughs> <laughs> We're five minutes in. People are still eating at home. <laughs> what else do you talk about? People are listening to this in their ears yes. and are offended. <laughs> Even well, the Indian cleaners yeah. here. Are Get out your little hose and be offended no so more. Offended. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, it's it's a mate. Did you do it when you were there? Did they have it? No, I, I didn't know, go to the toilet when I was there. Because <laughs> you were there a little while ago. Like how long ago was it that you were there? Oh yeah, they didn't bring in the ho- the bum hose technology until like well, five years ago. I don't know. No, I did. I did. I bet. Yeah, I, I was going around. I remember taking a lot of photos of toilets and stuff. <laughs> I, say, I remember taking a lot of shits. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's I, wild over here. I do remember getting told off for taking too many photos in a restaurant and uh, there was, yeah, there was toilet photos and stuff like that. People were in the, in the restaurant telling me to stop taking photos of people. And I was like, is this a Japanese thing where that's... Like, am I capturing the soul of people in here in their toilets? Isn't it? Or? Aren't the Japanese renowned for taking photographs? Why yeah. would that be I don't offensive? Know. I don't know, but I got in trouble. It was like it wasn't quite in Tokyo. It was out, out a little bit, and I was. Were yeah, they in they the toilet happy. or anything at the time? Was there, <laughs> Did you have were your you, pants on? Was yeah, there something were you upskirting? That's an important <laughs> question here. Well, anyway, I don't well, know. Because to reiterate, so you you went to Japan when like you didn't live in Melbourne yet. Yes. So you went from what, Ballarat from, from Ballarat to Japan, which would have even been even more insane. It was a massive culture shock. You you would be surprised how many differences there are between <laughs> Ballarat and Tokyo. <laughs> well, I know they <laughs> both have Maccas. They've got different toilets in Ballarat. <laughs> I so the first time I used it, it's just like it's a little button that you push, and it just little thing comes out, and then just you know it takes care of business. Now I thought that it was on some kind of like automatic timer thing. It's so not. So I sat there for like six minutes just going, geez, they fuck, they love indulging in this. Don't just thinking it's gonna just stop at some point. What, just sitting there waving your bum to try and hit the sensor or <laughs> yeah, something? <laughs> yeah. Just going, how does anyone in this country get anything done if they're doing this after every bathroom? Do run? they do they have them for women's toilets as well, or is just just in the men's? Well, yeah, they, Tommy would know that answer. <laughs> no, no, they do, because in the apartment I was in there's Tommy's a, voice would know that answer. There's <laughs> bizarrely detailed uh, little diagrams on the buttons. Right. And one is a is a man, and the, yeah. and the spray is going, and yep. then the other one is a is a woman. And you know that because the little figurine is pink. Yes. And the hose is coming in at a slightly different angle. I think it's a, look for some guys who've got asses like Chewbacca. I think it's a great <laughs> idea. But you know, guys, I know. <laughs> guys have to have a shower after a poop. You know, I think yeah. it's a great time saver. A friend of the show, Ronnie Chang, Ronnie Chang, does nothing but like when he's here. What, poos and showers, poos and showers. Doesn't poo in the shower. Just <laughs> no. Poos then, yeah. Poos then showers every time. Wow. Yeah. I Get know. it clean. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it's like it's a bizarre thing that we, yeah, for whatever reason we haven't caught on to. You know what I mean? We it should have it. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, because yeah. all the ones that you see, they're all like like attachments. They're all like little panels that are they don't they're not built into the toilet. It's like a separate little thing that's plugged in. By the I way, at the, at, the, one. at the moment, I'm so glad there's no slideshows anymore because Tommy's <laughs> back from Tokyo going, guys, let me show you what I saw in Japan. Yeah. What was Forget the, best the cherry thing festival. Yeah, it was the little hose. I'm, by the way, I'm you know, enthralled by this. I think it's great. I, you, you can talk about this for the whole episode. I absolutely I intend love it. to. <laughs> <laughs> They're very clean. Very clean bums in Japan is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Which is great. Yeah. And they're not known as a hairy people. Well, this is what I'm thinking. Whereas Anglo men, pretty hairy in the butt area. Yeah. And widely in Anglo uh, countries, we don't have any bidet no. situation. I do the washing of three teenage boys. I can tell you now yeah. that a bidet would not be underutilised <laughs> yeah. in our joint. No. Why don't you get one in? friend of the show, Claire Hooper, has one in her house. Yeah. Does she? Yeah, well, no she, one uses it. She's got right. a very hairy Except ass. Except me. I've used it. Every Everyone knows that about Claire. <laughs> Sorry, Claire. It? I've used that bit, oh, yeah. yeah. Have yeah. you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, first thing I did when I got there, I'm like, that's happening. But they've got a uh, they've got an outhouse at their house as well, and I, jeez, I love taking a shit outside. Mm. Well, Just, this is well, – I mean, it's a great thing. <laughs> Carl's face, that was great. <laughs> In a I, toilet. I like an outside toilet. 
My grandfather said the end of civilization was when people began to shit yeah. inside and eat outside. I agree with you. Yeah. He thought that was all over Red Rover. Yeah. 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 I don't want to talk about this for too long, but <laughs> I'm down with it. I think yeah. When we got a renovation, I thought with again with three teenage boys who can drop a poo. Like, what the, the smallest kid, right? Is he weighs about forty five kilos? He can drop a turd like a leg of lamb. I don't know how he <laughs> does it. But honestly, the other day I made him break it up. With a broom handle because it wouldn't flush. <laughs> oh wow! What? what have you been? Mum of the year over here. Uh, break it up with a broom well, handle. I'm, so so I'm not flushing. That's that. what Japanese tourists would take home from coming to Australia. <laughs> oh, we come to Australia and they've got broom handles in the dunny. It's We're so going to get that happening. I had to throw away the broom, but I still. I there's no. I'm not getting that out with rubber gloves. My duties end here. That's oh, it. Wow. You dropped it. You smash it up. You flush it up. <laughs> <laughs> you sweep it up with the wrong oh, way I cook for it. Like I remember a few years ago when I was house hunting with my then girlfriend, we looked at a place and I was like, "This that place looks great. Let's, mm. let's apply. And she's like, nah, no, why? It was awful. I'm like, what was bad about it? And she goes, "The didn't you notice the bathroom came directly off the kitchen? Yep. And I'm like, I didn't notice. Who cares? And she's like, oh, yeah. No, no, you You'd care. That would be a big issue. Yeah, that's a big issue. That's, that's a big intimacy who's issue. Who's the architect? Who's I, designing that in the first place? I have the same problem with en suites. I think they're really scared. They're bad for a relationship. No one wants the five-minute post-shit waft coming through <laughs> into the bedroom. I don't care how many air wicks you've got going. It's not yeah. a sexy thing. All right, I'm thing. changing subject. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's it. I'm putting a line in the sand. I'm breaking well. this conversation up with a broom yeah. handle. That's it. <laughs> I think we should hose this conversation <laughs> off with a nice little bidet for a couple of minutes, personally. I think we should all pretend to be Ronnie Chang for one second <laughs> and just hose ourselves in. <laughs> so, uh, Harley Breen, I did a gig with you just uh, the other night. Yes, you did. We did. We in went your to wonderful together. kind of hometown, not Maribyrnong, but yeah, yeah, yeah exactly what we're saying. Your uni hometown. Yes. Yep. Lived in Ballarat for about five or six yep. or seven years, maybe. And we, we travelled up to Ballarat and did a gig with Oliver Clark, another yes. friend of the show, friend of the show, Celia Picola yes. and Nazim Hussain. Yep. All friends of the show. Yes. Yep. And uh, we... We got a hotel room together. Yes, we did. So that was a lot of fun. The three of us, Oliver, yourself uh, and me in the one room. I was so excited. Yeah, it was. I was chuffed it was leading up to it. What was the bedding uh, The bedding was a single bed, very yep. plush looking single bed, yep. very well made up and a double bed, also Who got very where? good. And then a rollaway bed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and if you know the three men that we're discussing, myself included, you'll know that I'm way bigger than the both of them and I got the little rollaway. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. that's not fair. And I, just, and I knew it was happening too because we'd finished the gig and all of a sudden those two had just fucked off and I was like, <laughs> where are you? And they're like, no, nah, mate, just checking in. Oh, oh, you're playing fucking bed lottery and I'm losing here. <laughs> Why didn't you just spoon you you and Oliver, Carl, would have spooned beautifully. No, there was three beds. We didn't need the spoon. <laughs> well, one's a roll away. I don't think that quite qualifies. <laughs> no reason for it. I was all. happy. It was fine. Yeah. yeah. It was a good gig. So, so we, who did get the double? Uh, Oliver. 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 Okay. And it, just going on the system of whoever gets in first. I no, I think me and Oliver got in first and then flipped for it. Oh, okay. And so we just we just automatically like it was a two horse race. Yeah. They just flipped for a winner. Who gets the big bet? You got that ripped off. Not even involved here. <laughs> you got ripped off. Harley. Those guys were doing five minute gigs. I was the host. Clearly, I should have had the big bet. That is if bullshit. That is blame, a lack of respect. Blame yeah. the blame the mint. If there'd been a three sided <laughs> coin, you would have been in the race. So <laughs> not our fault. Mint. Another issue with Harley blame and the, the treasury. Mint. <laughs> <laughs> the mint, which used to be in Ballarat. Anyway. Oh really? Okay. So we anyway we did a gig. We had. <laughs> we had we had plenty of fans there. We had a bunch of lis- uh, uh, listeners. There was uh, a lot of dumb dumb fans. Yeah, yeah listeners. As the there show. is everywhere in this country, yeah. I find out. But then it was uh, it was really good. I enjoyed once we finished the gig. You and I walked out into the next bar, and two <laughs> two ladies sort of walked past and saw you and went. Harley Breen! They got a little bit excited. Yeah, they got very yeah. excited when they saw you. And went, As they should. Harley Breen, my sister's going to marry you. Then it got a bit stabby and, and I was like, pardon? And she's like, yeah, we've got this joke that my sister's going to marry you. I'm like, oh, do you? That's a funny joke. Um, and just wanted to not be there. Yeah, and then, and then we go, oh, so you enjoyed the gig tonight? And she was like, what gig? Oh. She just randomly walked past and saw you just walking along and went... My sister's going to marry you. See ya. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, I was like, you know, we just did a gig. She goes, no, Bellarat. No one ever tells anyone anything. I'm like, yeah, that must have been the same for the sold out audience that was yeah. just inside that <laughs> theatre. you were one wall away. You, <laughs> yeah. were, you were at the pub. And also, aren't you a small term? Isn't that where everyone's meant and to tell each other everything? everywhere in the pub yeah. that yeah. she was in. Yeah. 
There was literally yeah, no she, the pokies next door. Going, yeah. Voice sounds familiar. She was too busy arranging a wedding. So when's it happening? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. But then the so best you, part. It was a great thing. You got recognised. You got all applauded. Yeah. It's that awesome. Not only were you recognised, but you were you were told that someone was was betrothed to you. Yes. You had your next wife yeah. lined up for you. Yeah. And then you. You're kind already of buying another car for that next wife <laughs> to take. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good mate. So <laughs> then, then breaks funny, yeah. Cool. Right. Carl went to to the defence of Ballarat a bit. Yes. She was like, I, I lived here, you know, but it's good, whatever. And then one of the girls goes, Oh, what's your name? He goes, Carl. And then she goes to my great delight, Oh, are you Carl Hoofter? <laughs> I don't know, but he sounds like the greatest guy ever and I couldn't stop giggling. Are you Carl Hoofter? Yeah. That was me, Carl Hoofter. She... And from now on, he is Carl Hoofter to me. So I've got another name. Oh, here. man, we've raised money for Demi to get a tattoo. We've raised money for me to get a tattoo. We've raised money for June Northern. I think we need to raise money for Carl to go down to the post office, get his name changed by deed poll. I'll tell you what I'll do. You don't even have to raise money for this. I'll get Carl Hoofter tattooed on my body. <laughs> And I'll pay for it. Fuck your stupid little <laughs> campaigns. It needs to be a little cartoon drawing of Carl and then a speech bubble <laughs> pointing out a frame just saying, are you Carl Hoofter? <laughs> but I think we were so drunk that we forgot to really get to the bottom of why she thought we were Carl Hoofter. Like, she, she was convinced you were Carl Hoofter. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, well... Who's Carl Hoofter? And like we should have been pressing her as to you know who this Carl Hoofter is, but we were just laughing, going, Carl Hoofter! <laughs> Look, if Carl Hoofter listens to this, you're probably a nice guy, but your name sounds ridiculous. But that's, <laughs> but that's the thing. There is no Carl Hoofter because I got fascinated by it. I and went home, Google? Googled Carl Hoofter. There's no such thing as Carl Hoofter in the world. The only thing that comes up, the only thing that comes up, and, and you're probably one step ahead already, people listening to this, is Hoofter is like horrible slang, rhyming slang for Poofter. For Poofter. Yeah. So it's Harry Hoofter, Poofter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's the laziest rhyming slang yeah, of all. It's so, so now it's so just change one letter. So now I'm like, did you really, were you trying to call me something else or did you mess up and were trying to call me Harry Hoofter? <laughs> that like, is so funny. She messed up. She thought it was always Carl Hoofter, not I Harry like, Hoofter. Yeah, it's just one letter off being a totally different story. Like you guys going, oh, Carl Hoofter, that's hilarious. Like if she'd gone, are you Carl Poofter? Like, we would have gone, whoa. Just, well, there's yeah. no way I'm marrying your sister now. Yeah. Not with that kind of bigoted attitude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, Ballarat. <laughs> Lift your game. Yeah. Uh, so so we just got to hope that that, that that girl somehow... You know, she's a fan of Harley. She'll she'll listen to this and she can oh, yeah. she can hear well, There was a message left on my Facebook page. And this um, is not by the same person though. No, 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 by the same person. That's another story. Oh. By the same person. And then her sister gets in on that message and just goes, Oh well, great. I think we've progressed now. I'm gonna go out and buy a scrapbook so that I can start documenting uh, the lead up to our wedding. Mm. I'm like, what is happening here? And they think it's this great family in joke. Maybe it is, I don't know. But for me, yeah. I'm like, that's uh, until you just, <laughs> do any of them want to marry me to just pass on the hoof to name or <laughs> Die now. Well, we know that's the Hoofter name can't die with me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you just go missing one day, yeah. we'll know that you've been hogged Yeah, the, uh, the friends of the Hoofters took yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you mentioned you got another message. <laughs> I did. I got another message from the same gig. J- l- listen, I was... Uh, you're on fire. I was that doing night. a good job that yeah, night. You, you, might are, been. you know what? You've lost a bunch of weight in the last six months, maybe. Yeah, I've got You were already an attractive man. <laughs> you seem to me... Like you are an absolute magnet for female attention at the moment. Would that be... I would not uh, totally agree with that. Right. Um, but you're not going to disagree with it. No, but... <laughs> no, no, I just wouldn't... Maybe I am, but I, I try... Even like that situation... Random people want to marry you, but apart from that, <laughs> you're struggling. <laughs> even that situation, I would have avoided... I would have wrapped that up much quicker if you weren't there and yeah. the hoofter thing didn't happen. Right? <laughs> I, I would have gone, oh, okay, great, thanks, and trying to be as polite as possible. And, and I've been like this my whole life. <laughs> just go and drink with my mates. That's all I want to do. We That's the honest truth. Randomly. And you are. You, you're not a ladies' man. You're not I don't that, like it. I no. d- I'm not interested in it. I certainly don't like the, uh, the meet and greet chat at a bar. Yep. I'm more than happy to talk to people that I've already got some context to or mm. friends or whatever. You but act like the opposite of what you look like. Okay, really. that's nice. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but this last couple of gigs I've done, one was at my kid's future primary school and I very mistakenly on a parent's night where it's all about hanging out and getting drunk said to the audience, uh, I'm single, to set up another gag and then afterwards 
it was an onslaught. Because was, you're, you're saying that you're single and that you're a single dad. You're talking, you're, you're yes, talking about your, your kid the whole time. Yeah. So that's yeah. very attractive. And I didn't really realise that the room would be so full of single mums, but it was just insanity. One woman pushed me into the sports cupboard and she went, <laughs> this is the truth, pushed me in. Um, that was where our sort of backstage room, Stephen Gates from Tripod was in there packing up and he's like, I'll leave you to it. I'm like, don't you fucking dare. I'm trying to grab him on the way out. This woman. Wait, what had he been doing at the gig? Playing a bit of lacrosse? Why was he in the sports cupboard packing up? <laughs> well, we are in the sports auditorium. That's where the gig was, right? It sounds like one of, the, it was, it was one of the members of Tripod last name Hoofter because he was in the... <laughs> He was in the closet? Is that what It was Stephen Hoofda. And so he's gone, time for me to get out of this closet. Hello, boys. Anyway, so I am in there now, locked in there with this woman who goes, I'm the fucking most attractive single mum at this school. I'm like, well, you speak well. (laughs) Did she really speak like that? She was really intense. It was quite scary. And then she goes, check these out. They're the newest tits at school because she had brand new tits on. And one of them What sort of credit is that? These are the newest tits in school. (laughs) And then as she looked, down she went oh because one of them was just covered in red wine so they weren't at their best <laughs> at that moment and, uh, look did maybe... you rethink the enrollment after that <laughs> no, like did you think no it was a fun school but i may not be doing drop-offs so uh... <laughs> but you know the thing is though that single dads uh often um there's a that women single dads are generally fuckwits like that's why they're if you're not a fuckwit and you're a dad that's that's the appealing aspect because women if, don't if you weren't a fuckwit you'd still women, be married women don't throw back <laughs> yeah. that's that right that's right that's yeah. right so women usually only reject a guy once he's such an intolerable cock that nothing is worth staying for right. so if you are not exhibiting immediate cockhead signals, then, then that's, that's your appeal. Right. It is being a single dad, but it's also being not a cock and a single dad. To be fair, this is a man who had a broken bone for eight weeks and did it's nothing hardcore. about it. So <laughs> let's, no, he's hard. Rush to call someone not a fuckwit. <laughs> but, you know, that could be a really appealing thing because some other men break a fingernail and, you know, want you to get him an ice pack. So oh, so he's tough. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah, very sexy. It. Could he withstand like life in the bush? We're concentrating on the toughness, not the lack of... <laughs> Yeah. Lack of brains. Well, yeah. we know that there's a reason. For I can that. be controlled with a lack of brain there, though, but I'll still get the fucking housework anyway, done. Anyway, so right. you, did you pash the red wine boots? No, I did not. Oh. I wanted to get out of there as quick as possible. She was scary. And then um, <laughs> there was another one laying it on, and I was like, oh, okay, um, yeah. And then this bloke was like, dude, on stage in front of a room full of single mums, you said you're single. You dug your own grave, dickhead, and walked <laughs> off. <laughs> what a great school. But was anyway. he in the cupboard as well and just walked <laughs> off into another part of the cupboard? It was just like uh, that special agent in uh, Get Smart just behind a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this, I want to read this message out because this came from Ballarat and I don't know what the hell was going on. And we didn't, we didn't talk to this, this lady at, no, uh, we did know, not. at the gig. We didn't talk to this person. I need to admit... Uh, omit some... Yeah, omit what you need to omit. So it's, hi Harley, caught your MC work in Ballarat on Friday and laughed my ass off. You really make me want to get naked. Okay, that's a great opener, isn't it? Um, Literally. But I was feeling too fluey on Friday to play. Like I had no choice in the matter. So she wanted to get naked, but she was a bit fluey, so it couldn't happen. Yeah, Yeah. because I was... Anyway, um, <laughs> while my friend Bloody Blah was out having uh, a cigarette with you, she said uh, you mentioned you were a something. So that's gonna it's gonna be confusing. Anyway, doesn't matter. I, I was mentioning that I was into a certain um, sex position. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> no, it was like uh, a hobby. I'm into, I'm into something that's a hobby. And okay. then this woman said that she's also into that, and she was she's organising a fundraiser and wondering if I'd come to Ballarat. Um, and we're looking for somebody to replace a speaker that just pulled out. <laughs> pulled Dave O'Neill. Yep. Um, <laughs> it'd be a great opportunity to throw myself at you and give all our attendees a good laugh. Um, do you have slightly more, something more civilised than the material I saw on Friday night? Well, I don't think somebody that has <laughs> <laughs> offered me a free so gig, I mean, they're see? hard to come by, aren't they? <laughs> can call into question no, my material. Think more importantly, you can't say, can you smarten up your act a bit? By the way, I want to root you. Yeah, All I, in think, the same I think it's just we've got to prioritise the order of offence here. So one is that she just assumed you were easy pickings and that yes. would naturally just... I, that's offensive. That's offensive. <laughs> I'm a discerning young gentleman. You are a very discerning gentleman. God, and you don't know what so. it's like to be a guy. We cop this all the time. <laughs> I mean, check your privilege, women. 
I was going to say, when I get up on stage and I'm announced as a comedian and announced I'm a single mum of four kids, not every single dad in the room says, let me get myself some of that action. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know. Really? Let's, let's <laughs> shuttlecock in the, in the cupboard, yeah. I like just the way that the... That the, that the message is phrased where she says, it'd be a good opportunity to throw myself at you and give our attendees a good laugh. Yeah. They're happening, is that going to be hilarious? Like the rooting is happening on stage <laughs> and that's the, that's the gala and event. I, and I know you don't want to go into detail, but let me say this. I, I think I can say this much. This person is in a position of power. This is not... We're, they not are. we're not talking about... Oh, the uh, you know a street cleaner or something. Oh, like that. is this person in a position of power? This, this is person a... is in a position of power within the the. I've just got to remain to call it a yeah. hobby, the, uh, of interest that we both have. Um, okay. Let's say it's a hobby, or let's say that they could. <laughs> no. Listen, it's a powerful it... position, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Julia Gillard was at the gig. <laughs> <laughs> So you've been oh, mate, sexually I would, harassed. I would love to have consensual sex with that ringer. Um, oh, why not? Oh, Julie Gillard. Sorry, woman. I didn't know which. Okay. Down with her. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so this person. Okay, but they're not officially in a position of power. Not, not over me. Not you. No. So you're not. You're not a gimp. Is what no, you're I'm not. A, I wouldn't ha- consent to that. So what no. did? You, how did you respond? I haven't. I don't really know how to respond to that. That's a bit crook, mate. Come on, they put themselves out there. Yes. That takes a lot of guts. You're right. To put they do want me to drive for an hour and a half and not get paid so that I can have non-consensual no, like, sex with them. Back. But you're right. Like, I should really get back to them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting yourself out there, creepy fuckbag. Um, <laughs> I don't have a car because my wife took it, so I can't come to Ballarat. <laughs> well, you're putting it out. There. Just, just do you know what you do when this episode drops. You just send back the link to this episode yeah. and go. My reply is contained at about the 25 minute mark. <laughs> and just tell her I no. will not vote for her. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, look, back in, in whatever hobby election they, they could be. Yeah. Yeah. So. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so is it no but it's it's great to see you like because a long time for a long time I thought uh, uh you were sort of a bit you know, you, you didn't have a lot of uh, action going on that no, side I of didn't. things. No, I think that's a fair enough thing to say. No, it's, it's an accurate thing. But to that say. was by choice. Yes. Yes, it was by choice. Well, yeah, it was by choice. But I think there was a certain moment there that even if I choose, if I chose to want to get some action, I was I was at that level of substance abuse and girth oh. that I was repulsing a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe fuckbags from Ballarat would have still been into it, but I, I think. So now, now that uh, out of the substance abuse and the girth, now that you've got rid of the girth. Oh, the substance abuse is never going. It's not every day you get to break it, an arm and not know about it for eight weeks. You can't drive a, what do they say, 12-inch nail with a tack hammer, my friend. You've got to have a bit of girth. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Now, what, um, what's been happening on the show lately is uh, we've got to, a, you know, the culture that we breed within this show, uh, you know, we're, we're maybe even displayed here already, derogatory toward our mates, all in the spirit of fun in I our I love head. it. Definitely displayed here already. But yes. <laughs> mates. It's classic. <laughs> We maybe been a bit mean to each other. This doesn't even register. They keep talking, you fucking middle-aged lesbian. (laughs) In in my head, this has been fine so far. So I don't know. It's up to Uh, to you guys to judge. So we we hit a point a couple of weeks ago where we get a lot of the listeners of the show, or what we call people who are aware of the show rather than fans. Yeah, because no one would actively call themselves a fan of this. (laughs) We found out. Yes. So I, you know, Tommy and I sort of have. Decided, or pretty much I've decided, I'm not going to take this anymore. Right. So I put out a message on the show going, that's it. I keep getting derogatory text messages. I keep getting derogatory tweets and emails and whatever I said. That's it. I don't want any more. This is it. Line in the sand. It's Gloves the are zero off. Zero tolerance Chandler. Exactly. Yeah. So after that sook that I had at the top yeah. of the podcast, <laughs> I actually got quite a few positive uh, messages oh, after that. Oh, that's which sweet. Is, and I just want to – because you know what? The, the amount of negative ones I get now – I, I, I can't give them airtime because it just encourages people yeah, to Yeah, yeah, they doing love it. it. So I'm copying a lot that yep. I just don't bring up. But how's this from a random? I just got this within uh, like a week. I appreciate you. You deserve good things. Thank you for being you. Aww. You're funny. Your future is as bright as the sun. Keep trying. Everything will work out for the best. Having sex with a car would be a bad idea. I don't know how that got in there. Yeah. But Sounds like a little bit of Did a... Did you get oh, spotted? Did you get... <laughs> Did you get seen? No, no, no. 
You make the world a better place just by being part of it. You are a good person and you are better than sliced bread. It sounds to me oh. like you got a message from a massive cockhead. No, that is so lovely. I just got one a day, one positive reaffirmation a day. That is really nice. the point in that where they tell you they want you to do a free gig so they can fuck you? <laughs> oh, I wish. That would have been the nicest one of them all. When's the point of that where you tell us that you gave Tommy's mum your phone number? Yeah. <laughs> oh. She's a good lady. Can I have she said some money? <laughs> I want to go to Thailand again. Can I have some money, Mrs. <laughs> when I'm on the radio, when I'm doing the ABC and people tweet, it, uh, you know, text into the show and sometimes you get people texting in really, really horrible, you know, I'd like you to die. Um, I was there the other night to witness this. It was oh, horrific. yeah, that was a, that, was and that was pretty bad. And I've had ones where they've actually named my kid's school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. um, you know, shut up, you stupid cunt, that sort of thing. Um, you know, oh, charming. Oh, yeah, I've got plenty there. Charming. But what I love to... Was that an example of a text or an instruction to one no, of no, us? No, 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 that was show. an example of a text. I would never create that. It would be Mr. Cunt to you. Um, oh, very <laughs> respectful. <laughs> but Please, Mr. Cunt was my father. <laughs> <laughs> and his father before him. Uh, but what I like to do to make these poor, misanthropic, miserable, misogynist losers feel even more isolated and disenfranchised is what I do is I just take a moment and go, thank you so much for all the wonderful positive <laughs> texts that are coming into the program. <laughs> I, I can't read them out because I'm too humble to do that, but <laughs> thank you all for your love. And I just want them to be at home, I don't just slamming their dick into a fridge door or something, just going, but I hate her, and make them feel like everyone else loves you. But this is pretty full on because you're on ABC Radio, which yes. you would think is... You know, the nicest sort of people in the world. But yeah, yeah, but there are a lot of people, you, you'd be amazed about this couple. Some people don't like women talking on the wireless. Oh, okay. um, you know, they're mad for it on 3AW, obviously. You can't get enough uh, women broadcasting on that network. And uh, and on TV in general, they, they have a thing. So 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 angry men uh, just, just like to write in and say basically shush, shush now. And right. if they can't make you shush, they threaten to cut your throat, rape you and throw you out of a moving car. Well, um, it's good to have rational debate. Isn't it? It's good. Just, uh, <laughs> I'm going to stop complaining about this. <laughs> Look, it, 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 you know, sometimes it, it, yeah, sometimes it can bother you. It's not also not helped when the Prime Minister of the country says that heads should roll at the ABC and that week in particular there was a lot of vitriol coming through uh, to broadcasters, not, not just in Melbourne but across the whole country. Yeah, so, yeah. so as well, a woman a, and ABC sweet combo. And well, there was a, a massive protest at the ABC. A huge yeah. protest of seven men and a pig on a spit. So that was really <laughs> turned up in force, those bigots. But, but what sounds, is that just sounds like the front of a Bunnings on a Saturday. <laughs> was it really a pig on a spit? Yes, there was really a pig. They had a like one of those. Mo- that would have been too much for seven people. Yeah, exactly right. But the reason they had it because it was it was against uh, it was an anti-Islam thing. So mm. they're like, I oh, know they don't eat pork. Let's put a pig on the spit, boys. I just like that committee meeting yeah. where they were good on your Brian. Brilliant, show yeah. them. brilliant. This will drive them wild. Yeah. But what, what else don't they like? Coke. Let's drink Coke as well. <laughs> <laughs> but what is that? Islam should have just they should have just come out and gone. The, all those guys that they're protesting, going, you know what we hate? We hate fucking old men jumping off the Westgate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show, we'll show you tickets. <laughs> But people doing the ABC, they think it is all one giant organiser, which is kind of nice because people sometimes ring up and say, you know that show that was on and you're going, are we talking television? Are we talking radio? Well, it was on in Ballarat. Right, it was on Ballarat. When when was it on? <laughs> Last Wolfton Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a man. Oh, and it just, It's kind of sweet that people think that Call the person. Calling your radio show and going, can you put me through to the ferals, please? <laughs> <laughs> sweet 90s they, reference. <laughs> they do think it's all one big. So sometimes there'll be comments coming through that are attacking Lee Sales, um, who's actually on the television while I'm talking on the radio. Which, right. Yeah. Yep. Pe- people are dumb, in other words. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, so I got, I got those positive things, and then, so I'm getting a lot of positive messages good, because of good. that. Good. You which, deserve them. Which come. is really nice. But then I got one, which I think is worth reading out, that just says after, after asking for positive ones, I don't know whether this is positive or negative. Uh, I had a dream last night that I lived in a terrace with Tommy and yourself. But then you went on a ski trip together and died. And I was very concerned with the other comedians liking me at your funeral. I've spent so much of my life listening to Dum Dum that now my subconscious wants it to die. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that was me asking for positive stuff, and that's the most positive I could get out of that person. That's very odd. So I don't want a negative one out of that person. <laughs> I had a, I, I, did, I couldn't, I didn't end up making this happen, but I had a guy while I was in Japan, a listener of the show, uh, when I was in Osaka, message me, uh, like email me saying, "Hey, I live near Osaka." Long time dum dum listener. I'd love to hang out, take you out for dinner, um, you know, catch up, and then yeah, we can go to a club and like yeah, um, and and yeah. Here's how you say I do a successful podcast in Japanese. <laughs> if you want to try that out on the girls in the clubs <laughs> before we meet up, I'm like, I, uh, that's very funny. Thank you. And I tried to meet up with him, and it, it didn't end up happening. But there was one night where we were going to hang out, where he's like, okay, we'll go to this club. I've asked my my Japanese mate. He's down to come. He's a really cool guy. And yeah, like if you want to pick up, like you need, if you want to pick up a Japanese girl, you need a Japanese guy there. He's cool. He'll get us in. He'll wing me. Like every interaction that we had was just him being obsessed with getting me laid in Japan. Like, and I've. <laughs> Did he want to read you? I think <laughs> maybe that's, yeah, yeah, maybe that was the thing. It's like, man, we, you know, it's 5 a.m. I gave you the best wingman I could and. Jesus still didn't happen, so I guess the only option now is that uh, we fuck. Um, so did you get a route while you're in Japan? I did not get a route in Japan. <laughs> okay, no. never mind. No. It's hard to get a route while you're away. Mm. You're out of yeah. your comfort zones. How did you? So you were you're a single man. You were. <laughs> so I've heard. Yes. You were. Uh, we were out. You were out at clubs and stuff like that. At pubs. I only really went out to a club like once, and I. I mean, not for lack of trying. I gave it a little. Gave to, it a little nudge. To be fair, what we saw from here while you were in Japan, there was just a lot of you eating burgers and being, <laughs> at, being at pubs that looked like the, they were the elephant wheelbarrow. Well, I've heard of Japanese women. They love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you take photo with burger? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Jump on board, Tommy. <laughs> How? What's Japanese for? Where is the closest Irish franchise pub? <laughs> Uh, I went to well. This is the thing. We got off the plane and then we. I went straight to McDonald's because I thought this. Well, this is good content. Mm. This is funny, and so I took a photo and people people got quite angry, yep. probably justifiably. So then for dinner that night, we we walked past a Hooters and we went. Well, this will make people even more angry. Let's go get dinner at Hooters for the photo, and that really set people off. Like people were just on my on my Instagram and Facebook going, "What are you doing? Like, what this is?" I love the justification. So These guys are in Hooters, <laughs> ogling girls with no clothes on and eating a hamburger, and going, "This is to piss off all the Australians yeah. on Facebook." Uh, That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> That's kind of actually what it was. Uh, but no, we had we had one day of, of uh, mucking around doing that, and then yeah, no. I mean, we went to we went to a cup. Of like English speaking places, but for the most part, we just kind of prowled around and found like tiny little bars. Like, we, we spent a lot of time just at small bars that weren't like clubs that weren't conducive to you know going Picking and meeting up. local yep. gals. Yeah, yep. there was one night where if it was going to happen, it would have happened at this place, and I blew it. I really blew it. How did you blow it? So, you got a route then? No, yeah. no, <laughs> okay. um, so so, so, so no, I want to know how we went, how we went wrong. Yeah, what are these you? girls that speak English? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, they speak English, but not like... So what did, what did you do wrong? Well, we were at this place that was like a little rock club that was kind of, if you know, Cherry Bar in Melbourne. Mm, so yes. similar to that, but like smaller. Yeah. So playing like a lot of like the Strokes and kind of Western rock music, which mm-hmm. they're all really into. Uh, got there pretty late, was quite drunk, was just dancing with this Were you given a bit of I, I know Julian Casablancas? Oh, yeah, actually, all that stuff, yeah. He's actually from Geelong. <laughs> I was going up to a lot of people and telling them that I was in the band that we were hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with about eight different bands. Really? It's like, well, this dude's got a lot of side projects. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I was just dancing with this girl and, you know, kind of thought I'll, you know. And, yeah, she was just like, oh, no, thanks. Did, like, you, oh. did you lean in for the pash? I, I kind of w- I went to make – we're dancing and mm. I kind of moved in to make the dancing a little more intimate. It, went and in for a little bit of contact and I just think that's their – Yeah, That's course. their nature though. Like they're very – there's like there's no – you don't really see any – Japanese girls at bars where they're like, woo, like they're all really contained, reserved, you yes, know? like yeah. Except no, it's who good does. to uh, stereotype a whole race of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I didn't see, like, just based on my experience. Sure. I don't think that's a. Based on my experience, a lot of Australian girls don't want me to touch them either. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it's in their nature or something. It's their culture. It's very cultural. Well, you're, trying, yeah, you're trying to pick them up by showing them photos of toilets that you took in Japan. <laughs> Look at it. It's so cool. Cleanest ring in Tokyo. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, 
but yeah. So, um, <laughs> hey, Harley, now this is something I've always wanted to bring up on the podcast. I can't believe it's taken this long. I can't yes, believe it's, mate. it's taken 247 episodes in or whatever it I've is. I've been on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you listened to all of them. <laughs> all of them, man. I haven't missed an in-joke. <laughs> so, your, was this your first job you ever had? No, it wasn't your first job. I know what job. you're about to bring up. Yeah, I know, uh, you know what I'm going to talk about. Your first yes, job in pre- show business. Pretty mu- yeah, pretty much. Right. Yeah, I, I had actually started stand up, um, but I was a five minute act. Right. And I'd done some other kind of community theatre. And this is things. in Queensland. This is in Queensland. This is, I would say that this is my first proper paid gig. Right. Definitely. Your first paid gig, and it was in on the Gold Coast. On the Gold Coast. And it was in proper show business at Hollywood on the Gold Coast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. And it was at that point the biggest uh, film ever made in Australia. On, right. On budget. The biggest film ever 200. made. In Australia. What, what would you say was the, the biggest film ever made in Australia? <sighs> and, and keep in mind. Harley was in this movie. <laughs> in it. Fully in it. Properly uh, in it. Uh, oh, in the credits? Are you in the credits? No. We, anyway, oh. we can get into that as a... Let's go back to talking about the toilet and hoses. <laughs> God. I can't which, think. Which will what, tie into this, uh, this really? film as well. Yeah, what, yeah. What, 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 $200 million was the budget, which they blew out by about $90 give, million. give George some more clues. What, what, uh, what year are we talking? Uh, 2001 was the uh, film day, mm-hmm. film year. Uh, uh, I think it came out in 2002. Was it a period film? Yes, it's certainly. No, it's not a period <laughs> film. No, it's. Uh, it's it was set in a period. It was set as in all movies a are. Period. It yeah. was uh, based on a cartoon. Kids oh, movie. bang. Oh, giving it away kids now. movie. Not necessarily. I, I, don't, I don't watch cartoons. I don't know. That's all right. You oh. would know this one. You would know this one. Scooby Doo. Yeah. Oh, really? Scooby Dooby Doo. Wow. <laughs> so you're in. Can Three you of the best months of my life. Loved it. I just thought of Harley and of filming. Scoops. I think I had 38 shooting days. And originally I was only meant to be. Um, well, originally I just got cast for like two days as an extra. I just turned up for two days as an extra. And then on my way there. A guy that had been cast as a featured extra, which is a slightly th- different thing. It's a different pay rate to an extra um, and you're more on screen, hence featured extra, right? You're mm-hmm. not just moving props in the background. You'll be on camera. He had pulled out the last minute for this role that I fit into the costume perfect. We just had the same measurements. Wow. That was it. Right. And so I went from two days um, to ten and then when we walked on set and the director saw our costume – just lost his mind over it, and we went from ten to thirty-eight. We wow! Were, and we were through. We were through everything. We became Rowan Atkinson's henchman, and our tit- <laughs> and, yeah, and our title was Skeleton Warrior. Wow! <laughs> Which should let everyone know that you can't see my face in the film. <laughs> oh. I was just in a stupid big mask. Did you get to meet Scooby Doo? <laughs> uh, well, they had so they had a real dog, uh, a real Great Dane. That right. was that was yeah. Isn't Scooby Doo real? <laughs> yeah, sorry, ruin that for you, Carl. You're There's on. a lot of four year olds that listen to this podcast. Come on. <laughs> but the uh, so the reason that we're meant to be in the credits is that a, the director is never meant to speak to the to a featured extra or the extras. That's the job of the assistant director. Or I thought you were going to say or the three AD. I thought you were going to say there was this Hollywood thing where no one addresses Scooby Doo. No one looks at <laughs> Scooby Doo in the eye. You have to talk to his assistant. <laughs> But we had this scene where – quite a few scenes where he was directing us, which means we get upgraded to bit part, which means we get upgraded money, which means we get upgraded to credits, which was more important yeah. when you're a young actor. And I, at that stage, like most everybody else in my situation, had just a shit used car salesman extras agent who didn't know what the fuck she was doing yeah. right. and couldn't get any more money. Yeah, we've had one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> um, Fantasymanager.com. Yeah, who couldn't get me uh, a credit, which was the more annoying part. Do, do you still do acting? No, nah, not really. No, I'm not really into it. Just but the best part about this acting job was is the costume is like this – it's this full bodysuit with this intense vest and arm things and a big headdress that looks like American Indian and scarlet and it lights up. And all of us had to wear a G-string because of the visible panty line ah, through the locker. Your VPL. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what's going to happen in that film that cost $280 million to make. They're going to be watching Rowan Atkinson and behind him in the distance they're going to go – uh, uh, that's not a real skeleton warrior. I can see his underpants. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a risk wear, anyone wants to take. I had to wear so a yeah, G-string for... So you just dress in a G-string for this kid's movie. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, How yeah, did exactly. you go with the G-string? Didn't mind it. 
Really? As, you, yeah. as you're getting changed. What are you putting on that G-string for? Um, I'm playing a skeleton. <laughs> Me. Did you get to keep the G-string? Well, I think they wanted us to because we're 21-year-old. Most of us around that age, mm. men, and uh, like we've talked about already, very hairy and G-strings and ass hair. Sorry, Brisbane Not summer. Great yeah, yeah, costumes. You're in a full lycra suit. You're sitting mm. in it for ten hours. Woo-hoo. And you were yeah. Rowan Atkinson's henchman. So did you? Yeah, he had one of many because he was. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, he was one of the. Uh, he was sort of one of the kingpin bad guys. Right. Uh-huh. And um, so there was several different henchmen, but the skeleton warriors were kind of like always with him in this. It's like a pivotal scene inside a cave where there's this crazy sort of demonic chant going on. Very kids' film. Mm. And, um, and did you have to deal with Rowan Atkinson very much? We had a couple of chats. Oh yeah, was, was nice. he nice? First thing he said to me it was the only one I can remember. But he said to me, um, "I'm in this mask, and I've been there for ages." Are and you I... Harley Hoofter? <laughs> <laughs> my sister is rather. Keen. <laughs> and, um... I hate your three wheeled car. Can't wait till your wife takes it. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my best mate uh, I met on this film, uh, Mr. Hooper's Claire Hooper, Shaggy, Mr. Claire Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Clay Hooper, because he was Rowan Atkinson's stand-in, which is the person that just stands. I thought you were going to say right. you just made best mates with the uh, owner of the abandoned amusement park at the start of the film, <laughs> and I uh, would have got away with it, with it if it wasn't for you two dumb cunts. Uh, <laughs> That's the best this podcast has ever been. <laughs> but uh, so Rowan Atkinson said to me one day on set, I'd already been staying there for hours waiting for him to get his ass on, on set. And he goes, oh, it looks hot in there. And I just, and I'm behind the mask. He doesn't know who said it. I just went, you fucking think? <laughs> <laughs> Which luckily he laughed at. I was like, right. oh, that was good. Uh, I did a gig on the set. I did a stand-up gig because we filmed on Morton Island for two weeks. Wow. And, um, so wait, you're a, you're a five-minute act at this point. You've been doing stand-up. Not that long. I've been doing stand-up maybe three months. Fuck, and now yeah. you're busting out a gig for Mr. Bean. Yeah, so, Jesus right. Christ. So, right. Th- everyone's bored. And we had Prince Jr. Yeah, we had yeah. 95% of the uh, of the island was all for the film. So it was just us and we're all bored. Um, the day I got there, Sugar Ray were doing a gig. Oh, yes. Oh. They're in the they were, movie. They're yeah. in the movie. Uh, and Pamela Anderson in that movie as well? No, uh, Isla Fisher is. Right. And so <laughs> I did this gig. We did this... <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're both girls. Yeah. That's Pete Chandler. Pamela Anderson's so, right. <laughs> we do this, uh, we do like a, a talent show basically and there's over 100 extras and extras are usually highly talented people that are coming from other areas and they're trying to get into acting. So there was all these amazing... Wait, uh, plus there's you. Plus there's me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There's singer-songwriters. There's, remember, um, what was that? Before Australian Idol, there was like a Channel 7 one. Which Popstar. Was like, oh, Popstar. Popstar. Yeah. There was the guy that came second in Popstar. Was oh. there singing songs and blah, blah, blah. And these capoeira guys that were doing dancing. So we did all this talent show and I got up and went, I'll just do 10 minutes of material. This would be great. Even though you've got five. I've got five. <laughs> Fresh to, from the Jupiter's Casino. Act. So I'm like, I'll just do just bust out ten. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, were not there. Uh-huh. Hey everyone, my name's Harley. What's up with the mystery machine? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was still doing jokes about being a virgin because I was still a virgin. Oh. And so I was doing jokes about being a virgin and how people were saying it was my pickup line. I'm like, yeah, that's what a woman wants to hear. Hi, I'm a virgin. Um, <laughs> apparently my thing goes in your thing. Do you know where that is? Like, that was one of my jokes. And then won the fucking talent show. Yes. Prize was well a helicopter done. ride. And then Isla Fisher told me that she'd root me. Ooh. And because I was a Christian virgin, I didn't know what to do about it. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and sorry. ruined it. So, she went straight from you to Borat instead. <laughs> <laughs> she had just started dating Borat. Oh. Uh, sorry, I am with that. So you had a chance. Yes, and there's, there's many in my life that can confirm this as an actual conversation. To root Isla Fisher. Well, I think she was being sweet and nice and just saying that that was a good gig. And because the, half the gig was about being a virgin... <laughs> She goes, oh, I, would, you, okay. I would pop your – her exact words were, I'd pop your cherry, Harley. And I, as a bit of a joke, as with the boys, I'm like, oh, I'll just have to call my mum up and ask. And it's like six, <laughs> six men just hit their heads, just went, fuck out of hell. Hey, you say oh. joke. That's my real life, man. That is a deathbed regret oh, right mate, there. Well, I didn't know what I was so doing. So instead you just got drunk at the after party and fingered Scrappy-Doo? <laughs> <laughs> um, he fingered me. If you've seen the film, he was the bad guy. So, uh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it's him all along, isn't well, it? Well, at least yeah. that you were still a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get to meet that famous woman? Hanna Barbera. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
How long were you sitting on that? <laughs> no, no, I, know, I, wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was just. <laughs> it just came to you like that. Hey. Um, oh, I'm wow. most impressed by wow. the fact that you you share a credit with the band Sugar Ray. That's yeah. amazing. It's yeah. so good. It was fun. It was great times. I bet. <laughs> yeah. You guys have just been work, looking for something to work on together for a while. So it's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Good to come together. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, I want to talk about this quickly. Uh, something that I know you're already a fan of. Harley Breen. Um, now, if you're on Twitter, for people at home that are on Twitter, there's a, there's a great Twitter account that's called... Uh, well, it's, it's basically at, the, the Seinfeld thing. At Dum Dum 90s. No, 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 but let's set it up, the oh, context okay. so of there's, it. There's a, well, it's actually the best of, thing ever. I've, there, are I really a lot of, uh, there are a lot of Twitter accounts for like uh, cancelled TV shows. Seinfeld's uh, the most famous one, Seinfeld's maybe the one, original one. There's one for one. Friends. It's all like... What what would they be you know what would the characters be doing if the show was still going like ten years after it's been cancelled and, and Seinfeld there's like a real sort of one where they're really trying to do a, a, like a real life updated mm. sort mm-hmm. of what if Seinfeld was around right now 2015 mm-hmm. and you're dealing with you know Twitter George and gets an iPad and yeah, yeah. All that yeah sort that's of stuff. right yeah. George gets his prostate removed yeah well yeah. that's something that could have happened that's back then I guess as well but anyway <laughs> I don't know prostates aren't brand new but um, so anyway someone in the last couple of days has made. A, it's, it's at Dum Dum 90s. Okay. And it's what if Little Dum Dum Club was around in the 90s. <laughs> and, and it's it so good. So funny. I mean, it's good for me because I've listened to every episode. But it is genuinely George, funny. you've now officially listened to more episodes than Harley. <laughs> oh, so. that's good. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> so this, I just want to read out for people that – some people aren't tw- on Twitter. Mm. Um, idiots. Um, but I, I'll just read out like a uh, half a dozen or so of them, which I find so amusing. So they've and also called, because they're being stupid about it as well, they're calling Tommy Tome right. and me Kyle. Yeah. Which okay. is an in-joke from... Yeah, know. yeah. Which Kyle. I think also might be a reference to, because you said there's that normal Seinfeld one. There's also, there's also then a parody account of that Seinfeld parody account that's uh-huh. called Seinfeld 2000, which just wedges in... Modern references, but gets all of the names wrong. So it's like <laughs> Jerry, Gurge, Crendel, and Ellen go skiing off the fiscal cliff. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's so bad, but it's awesome. So it's got a bit of that to it. So I think one. it's yeah. a kind of emerging of the two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'll read out a couple of these. Tome sad after Kurt Cobain didn't make it across the West Cape. <laughs> <laughs> Guest Steve Vizard asks Kyle if he enjoyed his 40th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> the guess is like right. Ti- see, the timeline yeah. of this is insane. So we're yeah. turning forty in the nineteen nineties, yeah, yeah. which means now when we're doing the show, you're like what seventy or eighty <laughs> or something. <laughs> That's also a little bit off, but anyway, Tom's nuggies go cold quickly since McDonald's stopped using styrofoam. <laughs> Kyle is convinced guest Alyssa Jane Cook is attracted to him. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they've got the tone so well as well. Yeah. Tome thinks he knows who shot Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle makes everyone uncomfortable when he reveals his crush on guest Jane Gazzo. <laughs> <laughs> this one's my fi- favourite. Kyle notices Tome looks like the gobbledog. <laughs> <laughs> guest Elliot Goblet tells Tome and Kyle the difference between elf eating cats and dogs. <laughs> Just the best. Kyle and Tome wonder who from 90210 they are most like. Guest Ranger Stacy <laughs> thinks Kyle is Brandon or Dylan. Tome is definitely Andrea. <laughs> I'm, you know what I'm surprised by most about this account? How many of these references I get. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I sent oh. a message to the two of you because they just they, they uh, added me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what is this? And then I read a few and was laughing. And then I sent you guys a message and were like, is this you? And you're like, no, but it's great. And then I went back and looked at it. It was like two hours old at that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. So what, it's originally, brilliant. they were just using our logo from this show. And then uh, uh, listener of the show and podcast Photoshop it to the stars, Reed Parker, <laughs> redid our logo sort of like 90s crap television style, which now they're using, which gives it that extra little yeah. lot of pastel colours. And yeah. I'll rip through a couple more. Kyle stops Maribara from becoming Tidy Town 1993. <laughs> that I don't get. That is so good. That I don't understand because at all. Because I, I used to live in a street called Gazi Court or a court called Gazi Court that won Tidy Town in it's about that year. That's so awesome. it's oh, pretty amazing. such a big thing. Keysab Tidy Town. Yeah. Beautiful. Kyle stops Maribara from being Tidy Town 1993. Tome asks for meditation tips from guests, the hoodoo gurus. <laughs> Kyle asked guest Mike Whitney if he gave $20 to Fleety. <laughs> Tome auditions for Agro, but he's embarrassed when, find, when he finds out role is female co-host. <laughs> Kyle learns how to do, him, do yourself a favour from guest Molly Meldrum. And this is my favourite line is my, out yeah, of all yeah. of them. Tome gets the Rachel. 
Oh man! Tom gets the Rachel. There you go. Someone who's into Photoshop, get onto that. Photoshop me with the Rachel. And this is probably the most rounded one. Tom and Kyle don't get job after auditioning for Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. Guest Ian Hewitson tells boys they failed all three main criteria. I love that one too. Because that must be the first time in about 25 years that anyone's talked about healthy, wealthy, and wise. But it's still on. It's still on. Well, well, he's still on. Oh, he's still on. Yeah, yeah, he's still on. He's He's neither healthy, wealthy, or wise. No, no, no. I like how much it gives us a lot of credit as interviewers where it's like, Guests come in and we have actual pointed questions for them that somehow relate to a topic instead of just sitting here talking about ourselves, <laughs> and we, which we actually do. We'd be wrapped to get many of these guests as well. Even still, now. still. Yeah. So this is so I'm such a fan of it. What I did this morning before I came here today was this is this is this is how I'm thinking. I'm so impressed by it. I'm now fans of the people who are fans of us. <laughs> yeah. So now I've written a bunch oh, of these. Oh, you're submitting. I'm yeah. submitting. Great. I'm, I'm my, I've got my fingers crossed. I'm pitching to to write for. The fan fiction it is of the, me. It That's is awesome. the, it is the <laughs> ultimate narcissism I've yes. ever ever heard. It is. <laughs> this is like a snake <laughs> eating its own tail, <laughs> but like stupider. You know what happened to Narcissus? You know, he did just die there by the <laughs> looking at his own reflection. Well, it's better but, than being alive if I have to live this life. So. Oh, this is so true. <laughs> I do like too that I think I haven't read all mm. of them, but I think there's only one crossover guest. Like everyone else is referenced from the nineties, but Fleety is a crossover guest. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he's. I'm pitching. See what you think. If this is worth uh, uh, pitching to the to my heroes, to the top brass at, at Dum Dum. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Tom and Ka- Tom and Kyle fail audition for Cheese TV. <laughs> Kyle asks guest Drazik if he can change titles for one ep from Heartbreak High to Mirabara High. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good, good. Uh, Drazik is a great reference. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle asks guest Martin Sachs why Mount Thomas doesn't have a, Mac- a McDonald's. <laughs> Tom asks his mum for money to go to Sydney Olympics. <laughs> I actually did go to the Sydney Olympics with my mum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. I was, I was really impressed by that. It's like, oh no, you predicted the past. <laughs> I'm like Nostradamus if he was an idiot. <laughs> Nostradamus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we need? We need now a new, a new good one could be. Oh, here's my last one. Okay. <laughs> Which weirdly enough has a reference that's already come up. Kyle, fa- Kyle, Kyle fails audition for pop stars. <laughs> Tom and Kyle start countdown to guest Yahoo Sirius's birthday. <laughs> we need it. Okay, now there needs to be one at Dum Dum 90s where it's like us obsessing over whatever the 90s version of a Twitter account about us would have been. No, I don't Does know that what that sense? means. No, I don't oh, know. MSN. Counting down MSN. to someone's birthday. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yes. something we've actually done. That's an done. in joke too. They've yeah. done that. They've done that. That is so yeah, shit. Yeah, they're very. Ah, you know more people on that's got no context to how fucking oh, stupid you two are. Oh, <laughs> and then counting. explain what your show is. No, we counted down Nick Cody's birthday. Counting. For 340 yeah, no, days. And then we did a live oh, episode. Yes, yes, and then we did a live episode for it inside a McDonald's. To be fair, being paid by one of the wealthiest companies <laughs> in the world that they reference in every show. Oh. To be fair, looking back in hindsight, we do do a lot of dumb stuff. <laughs> we, it feels like we are beyond parody, maybe. Counting well, down guys, to well, someone's assassination, fair enough. Yeah. But oh, well, guys, that's yeah. just about all the time we have for the little dumb dumb club this week. Harley, Brian, oh. George McEnroe, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Uh, Harley, what have you got oh. that you'd like to plug? Uh, I'm uh, doing a little festival up with uh, Heath Franklin and Darwin uh, on this weekend. I don't know when this comes out. Uh, Darwin and Catherine. That's in time for that, yeah. And uh, and then I'll be at the Sydney Comedy Store the Ooh. following weekend and then at the uh, Sit Down Comedy Club in Brisbane right. the following weekend. Look, uh, instead of whenever they come out, whenever those dates are, look on your website, look on Twitter, look on something yeah, like Twitter that. Twitter and Facebook is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm getting very highbrow. I'm doing two events for the Melbourne Writers Festival uh, talking about women Plenty in of the listeners in one and uh, I wrote, uh, I'm, I'm actually... He's at Dum Dum's 90, one of the guest speakers. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm also launching Fleety's book at the Wheeler Centre in, oh, a, in a couple of months. So really? uh, that will be very, very good fun. Let's hope he make yep. it, makes it. Yep. Um, oh, shit, Carl. <laughs> what? Fuck me. Swinging your cards. At the very least, you'll do a gig you won't get paid for. <laughs> oh, my 
<laughs> May God have mercy on your souls. Because it won't have it on fleeties. No. Can you Wait, smoke a book? Just, did he just get you to do this book launch for free so he can throw himself at you during it? I'm storming out. <laughs> I'm storm, storm, storm. I can't believe we found someone who takes offence on behalf of fleeties. Wow. I love that man. He's the father of two of my kids. That <laughs> <laughs> well, explains their shit. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Uh, we've got our live episodes coming up uh, July 18. Very in, soon, about a week and a half away in Melbourne. In Melbourne, that's, the our joint. Two, that's our 250th episode. And we are selling extremely well. So if you want to get a ticket, get one now because we're a big chance of selling out. Yep. And then we've also got, we've put on sale Perth and Adelaide uh, at the end of the year. Tickets at our website, Little Dum Dum Club. That's it, Perth in October and Adelaide in November. Yep. So go to the website. Bunch of guests booked in. It's going to be, both of those are going to be heaps of fun. So we'd love to see you guys um, out w- there. Once again, don't worry, guys, in Adelaide and Perth, none of your comics will make it. We are flying <laughs> over our own comics. We can't trust your city and your talent. So, <laughs> Guys, thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.